Believe in yourself, cause it starts with you, and then everyone else will believe you too. And if it looks like you're the only believer around, just keep on believing, don't put yourself down, just believe. Our guest this week grew up in Detroit, Michigan, and earned a BA in finance, accounting, and insurance from Michigan State University, and a JD from the University of Notre Dame Law School. Since 1996, he's been the chairman, president, and CEO of H.W. Kaufman Group, a global network of companies dedicated to shaping the insurance industry. He and his wife, Sue, are quintessential philanthropists. His name, Alan Kaufman. And I'm Jack Rasula, and this is Anything is Possible on 760 W. I'm Jack Crisula. This is Anything is Possible, and we're with Alan Kaufman. Since 1996, he's been the chairman, president, and CEO of H.W. Kaufman Group. Alan, welcome. What an honor to have you. Great to be here. Can we start by talking about your mom and your dad and your childhood? Sure. Uh, pretty, pretty normal childhood, a great childhood because I was able to uh, ride my bike where I wanted to ride my bike without any worry of uh, where I was riding. Uh, I could play the sports all day from morning to night. Plenty of fields to play around the neighborhood in Northwest Detroit. Uh, great school system in Detroit. So I had a I'd say a pretty basic, normal life growing up in Detroit. What's the biggest thing you learned from mom, and what's the biggest thing you learned from dad? Uh, my mother was uh, always believed in respecting people of all of all colors, nationalities, religion, and taking interest in learning from other cultures because that can bring uh, ideas and enrich your life. My mother was also very much a uh, charitable person, always trying to help other people. Uh, she would go door to door collecting from March of Dimes to uh, bigger charities that were bigger dollars, but very much uh, involved with the people in the community. Yes, And I saw that as a child and was very impressed and participated in helping and my mother was, uh, as when old, and later in life, was active in food banks, helping people, uh, passing out food, collecting food. Uh, so that definitely had an influence on my uh, charitable giving. And my father was uh, ambitious, uh, and for his career and I think his drive, determination, uh, certainly had an effect on me. He, he was. Certainly uh, encouraged me to do do a good job in school every day. When I played uh, whatever sport I was playing, to do my best every day, and I think that resonated with me throughout my life and continues. You wanted to be a veterinarian when you were a kid. I did. What happened? Well, I still love animals, but when I was uh, at Michigan State, my first year, 
I spent a little time visiting the, the, uh, the laboratories and recognized that it didn't fit me to, to be inside uh, in buildings uh, and laboratories for the rest of my life. I wanted to be outside, and I also realized that if I'm going to be uh, financially independent and successful, a veterinarian um, really wasn't the, the way to go to achieve my goals. Well, you became successful, and then that circle of life you and Sue have been very giving toward the Detroit Zoo. Yes. So, okay, let's go back 56 years, almost to the day. We're going back to November 19th, 1966, the game of the century. MSU against Notre Dame. Where were you? Uh, I was a freshman uh, in, 19, in, 1990s, uh, in 1966. In 1966, uh, it was a stellar year for both Notre Dame and Michigan State, and it was the most exciting game of the century having two powerhouses uh, competing for national championship. And there hasn't been a game like that since. And it ended in a 10-10 tie. Yes. Duffy Doherty against Eric Parsegian. Parsegian held the ball at the end of the game, controversial, but it was the game of the century. Um, so you graduate from Michigan State, degrees in finance, accounting, and insurance, and then you go to Notre Dame to get a law degree from 71 to 73. And you meet this guy named Father Ted, Theodore Hesburgh. A um, couple of things about him. He served four popes. He served over 16 presidential appointments. He helped form the Peace Corps. He was awarded 150 honorary degrees, the most to any person in our history. What made him so special, Alan? He uh, understood and what uh, the world needed at the time and went after it. He didn't sit back and expect other people to do it. He did it himself. He was a leader. People followed him. And that's, the, to me, uh, a, true de a, true, a true leader. He, he, he was leading from front, the front, not sitting back. He could have been just comfortable in Southman, Indiana, leading a, uh, an excellent school. But Father Hesburgh wanted to do more in life, and, and he certainly did. A couple of quotes from him. If you're damned if you do and damned if you don't, then do. And also, courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is acting with integrity in the face of fear. So when Notre Dame plays Michigan State, who do you root for? Michigan State. So, all right. We're talking to Alan Kaufman. And I'm Jack Rasula. And this is Anything is Possible on 760 WJR. This is Anything is Possible. I'm host Jack Rasula. And we're with Alan Kaufman. If you look up the word in Google, mensch... A picture of Alan Kaufman shows up. You are a mensch. Thank you. All right. 
1993, you go to dad and you say, dad, I want to buy the business. Take us back to that day. Well, prior to that time, I was practicing law um, and continued to practice after 93. Uh, after practicing with uh, a few large firms in Detroit, I formed my, my own firm with uh, a few partners and had a successful law career, but I still had greater ambition beyond practicing law. And I saw the opportunity uh, with the Kaufman Financial Group, as it was called, Burns and Wilcox, and talked to my father about uh, buying the company. It was a public company at the time. In 93, my father took the company uh, public in the late 70s. And the company grew and was successful. But my father was, uh, at that time, in the 70s and was considering uh, selling the company or doing something because he had to have an exit plan. And he uh, was uh, very serious about selling the company. And I approached him and told him that uh, it'd be a good company for me to buy. And I was going to make a uh, a, a big move. He was uh, taken back in a positive way. And, of course, as a father was telling me the ramifications and the that would affect me financially and, and, and how I was going to buy a public company and take it private because I was going to take the company private and become the sole shareholder. And... And, and through the uh, next couple of years, talked about how I was going to achieve that, how I was going to uh, raise the money and be able to uh, accomplish this large goal. Uh, and my father uh, was not the sole shareholder. It was a public company, many shareholders and institutional uh, holders of the company as well. So I had to uh, uh, stay a distance as he did arm's length distance from my father. You know, my father could not be involved in loaning me money or cutting any special deal. People thought, you know, my father would uh, could do something like that. He, he was not in a position to do that, which made a lot of sense. Uh, so I continued to pursue uh, organizing a, a plan and team to purchase the company which was a, a, a big step for me. It was the largest step at, at that time in my life and had to bet the farm. Uh, all, all of what I had uh, <clears throat> built up through the years in savings and reaching out to find a, uh, a, a sizable loan to purchase the company. And I was able to uh, put, put together the team, uh, raise the money, have a good uh, accounting and legal team and, and approached the Kaufman Group to purchase the company. And and we uh, we did it. And 25 years later, you're one of the biggest insurance companies in the world, issuing over 400,000 policies a year. What exactly do you insure? Well... We, we insure the very difficult, including uh, coastal property in areas like Florida, uh, uh, Carolinas, 
Texas, earthquake coverage, uh, bridges and tunnels, architects and engineers, um, medical field, pharmaceuticals, cyber, anything that's out of the ordinary is what we covered, long-haul transportation along the trucks on the road. So the difficult is what we handle. Um, car ships, we, shipping cargo on uh, across the across the seas, anything that's out of the ordinary that uh, involves some some degree of complexity, is what we uh, we cover. And the the, the initial initial um, area that really uh, got involved in ensuring the difficult risk was Lloyd's of London, and, and Lloyd's of London is uh, a, a big part of our business. So we, we, we're, we're strong in the London market, and we have offices in London, and that's the area that we have concentrated in. And uh, it's been a, a, good, a good story for our company to, to pursue that difficult risk around the world. We're a global company. Speaking of a good story to tell, your flagship subsidiary is Burns & Wilcox. And in the last month or two, it's gotten famous because of a golfer named Max Homa, which we'll talk about later. But what does Burns & Wilcox do? Well, Burns & Wilcox is the, is the, is the, the flagship company that uh, handles the, the, the placement of risk. We have a Burns & Wilcox in the United States. We have Burns & Wilcox in Canada and, and uh, Europe and different places in the world. And Burns & Wilcox is the company that handles a good percent of the risk. We have other companies f for specific areas. Uh, for instance, we have a company called R.B. Jones, a company that uh, was acquired um, 15, 16 years ago. And R.B. Jones is a company that started out in um, unusual risk. We we use it for primarily for marine coverage um, and energy coverage, oil oil rigs, for example. So that's the uh, an area that we've seg segregated from Burns and Wilcox. Can you give us two examples of unique things that you've insured? Well. The, uh, I mentioned oil rigs because that's a big area, and that's a very complicated area to place coverage, and that's primarily pla placed in the London market. So that, that's uh, something we're proud of that we've been able to accomplish, uh, competing with other very large entities that uh, handle risks like that. That's, and I, I think the other area that we're um, proud of, we, we've been handling cyber insurance coverage um, right from the beginning. So we, cyber is relatively new the last four or five years, but we are in cyber coverage you know, over a dozen years ago when we saw the, the high risk of cybersecurity and uh, stepped in and were really the pioneer in insuring cyber coverage. We're talking to Alan Kaufman. When we come back, we're going to talk to him about the culture of his companies. And I'm Jack Rasool, and this is Anything is Possible on 760 WJR.
Welcome back to Anything's Possible. I'm Jack Rasuler, and we're with Ellen Kaufman. Tom Walsh, the Free Press business writer, wrote recently, H.W. Kaufman Financial Group may be the biggest, most prestigious Michigan financial company that most people have never heard of. What's the culture of the company? Well, uh, the company, being a private company, we, uh, we pride ourselves in being still a family company. We, we uh, highly uh, respect and uh, treat our employees with uh, in, in the best possible fashion. And, and conversely, they treat, it, they, they treat think the, uh, the company in, in the same way. And we're proud of that wherever we may be. We're in uh, 60-some locations around the world, and we, we have a culture that throughout all the offices uh, is the same. It even looks the same. I quote you now. Somebody wants to ask you, describe your management and leadership styles. You say integrity, loyalty, strategic, creative, future thinking. You've got 2,000-plus teammates all over the world, how do you propagate that culture throughout all of those teams? Uh, from the top down. You ha leadership is you leave from the front. And it, you ha if your senior people believe and drink, and, and drink the Kool-Aid, every, everyone else will uh, follow suit. And so you, you're, you make sure that your leaders leaders are leading the way you want the company to go and believe strongly in the direction the company's going and and then people will follow. Okay, I quote you again. My biggest dividend are my children. And a year ago, December of 2021, you named third generation president of Burns and Wilcox your son Danny. Right. So uh, I'm very fortunate to have two of my three children in the, in the company, uh, Danny and my daughter Jody Davis, Jody Kaufman Davis, and uh, they each uh, had different interests. Both of them uh, are lawyers. Uh, Danny practiced a short time. Jody practiced for uh, almost eight years, but and both of them uh, have leadership skills. Different different skills, and have uh, done a great job. Danny uh, was appointed president of Burns and Wilcox USA, and has been doing an excellent job, as I know he, he would. He he earned he earned his stripes um, running different parts of our company and different. He ran the, our Chicago office, and our Chicago office uh, now is one of our strongest offices in the company. When he started, the, the the office was in the suburbs of Chicago and really uh, was one of the bottom offices of our company, and he took it to one of the top offices. We moved back to Detroit and uh, continued working hard with with Burns and & Wilcox and a number of other companies, including our London companies, and uh, it's been a very exciting person to have around the company he has, and he's encouraged many people to become more successful which I like and he's uh, he's hired 
terrific talent. All right, Jody runs Burns and Wilcox of Canada. We got to talk about Jody. Right, Jody um, uh, ended up in Toronto for a number of years. Her her husband's from Toronto, and uh, she was practicing law in Canada. And Jody, uh, uh, after practicing in Canada, came came to me and asked if she could work in our office in Toronto because we had a Canadian operation. And I um, said, sure, if you'd like to try out working in Canada, our office in Toronto, that'd be great. And uh, the rest is really history because she took Canada from uh, an operation which was not very large to to one of our largest operations in the company, building up Canada to a very successful, um, profitable company. uh, organization with uh, offices throughout Canada from the West Coast to the East Coast and all the way from um, to St. John's in Newfoundland. So she's really done a phenomenal job of building up Canada and building up other businesses. She's now heads up R.B. Jones and R.B. Jones is uh, our, our platform, platform for handling uh, even more unique risks in some cases, than Burns and Wilcox, and Burns Burns and Wilcox and R.B. Jones, with Jody and Jody and Danny have um, have really taken off, and I, I see uh, even bigger things for the company with the two of them. If you're just joining us, we're talking to Alan Kaufman. If you want to learn more, www.burnsandwilcox.com. All right, Alan. You talk to financial planners, and they talk about generational wealth, and that 90% of family wealth in the third generation goes kaput. They call that affluenza. You're the exception. I think the answer, before I let you get the answer, is Sue's done it, okay? But how do you explain that two of your three children are so instrumental in this business, and they're growing the thing bigger than ever. What did Sue do right? Uh, I think that you uh, don't wake up one day and say you want something to happen, uh, whether it be uh, in business or sports. You you, you have to work on it through the years. And uh, we took a big interest with our children. Our life was our children. We uh, spent a lot of time with him. I was fortunate that my uh, late father, Herbert W. Kaufman, uh, spent time with, with his grandchildren and certainly uh, had an influence, I think, uh, with my children. So the the, the impact is, is, isn't later in life. It starts off when they're young. We, I mean, I, I, I would bring my kids to the office. Um, Involved them in some of the some of the stories. Took him to London. So so the time they were already in in college, they, they had a great understanding, not just a superficial understanding, but a, a strong understanding of what the business was about, and if they and they found it exciting. But uh, each of them chose to go to law school uh, for different reasons and. Uh, ended up uh, asking to join the business. It wasn't something that was automatic, and it wasn't something that I expected. 
uh, and because they earned it and wanted to come in the business, it was a, it was a great marriage. I've got no scientific proof on this, you know, no data analytics, but it seems to me that the Jewish community does a better job of having this generational wealth and ethics to keep it. What's it about the Jewish community that makes it successful like that? I think it's the emphasis on family. So there's other communities that emphasize family, but family is very important to us. And the holidays that we have, we just, just coming off the Jewish New Year, you know, it just it emphasizes being together, a lot of eating together, uh, and, and and that keeps you close, and, and that closeness and understanding and uh, respect uh, goes a long way. And, uh, and, my, and my children do understand that there's a great responsibility with the success. Success doesn't come easily and it doesn't it doesn't stay with you you have to understand what the, what it means and and also learn that giving back makes you even more successful we're talking to alan kaufman and you may know about burns and wilcox because of golfers jimmy walker webb simpson now max homa and lpga star sophia schubert when we come back we're going to ask him how this golf sponsorship came to be and I'm Jack Rasool, and this is Anything is Possible on 760 WJR. Jack Rasoola, host of WJR's Anything is Possible, the weekly radio visit, brings his 15 years of inspirational storytelling to hardcover. With God, anything is possible. Anything. Of Jack's more than 750 tales of defeating odds and achieving the extraordinary. Like Bob Woodruff, whose job covering the war in Iraq nearly cost him his life. And Nick Vujicic, the limbless evangelist who has stunned millions with his message of acceptance and grace. With God, anything is possible. Order now while signed copies are still available at trustinusllc.square.site. That's trustinusllc.square.site. And as Jack says, Make it a great week because with God, anything is possible. Spohol. Anything is possible. I'm Jack Rasula. This is Anything is Possible with Alan Kaufman. He and his wife, Sue, are quintessential, quiet, philanthropist in this community. All right, Burns and Wilcox and golf sponsorship. How did it come to be? Well, it wasn't my idea. So I can't take credit for the idea. It's a great idea. And when it first came to me um, from our advertising agency, um, Danny thought it was a great idea, my son, and he came to me in the, um, after our meeting when it was presented to us. And I said, I don't know if I really want to spend the money on this. I can't see it uh, connecting. And I made, I, it was a mistake because I realized that after I made that decision that we, uh, it was a good idea. And so the following year, after I passed on Jordan Spieth... <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I um, said, you know, I can't pass on some of these golfers, and it's, it'll, it'll be good for our company. And so we start off with Jimmy Walker. Jimmy Walker represented um, a, a man uh, that came across uh, honest with an honest personality, uh, a family man, so, somebody that we'd be proud to have represent our company because it's very important to have a uh, a, a person presented in the best possible way. Uh, Burns and Wilcox, wearing Burns and Wilcox on their shirt meant a lot to us, and we certainly did want to change our culture by having somebody who didn't represent Burns and Wilcox in that fashion. So Jimmy Walker was the person we picked first, and the first year we picked him, uh, we had great success. Jimmy Jimmy Walker had won t- um, a number of tournaments, but never had uh, won a major. And with us the, in his first year, he he won the PGA tournament, so we consider that a pretty good victory, because uh, he had terrific exposure, and the uh, the, fir- the first uh, text I received was a friend of mine who happened to be in Dublin at the time, and he was in Dublin on the front page of the newspaper. There was Jimmy Walker's picture, and he sent it to me and uh, said. What's going on with Burns and Wilcox? And it was pretty exciting. He was he was he was exuberant about the fact that we had Jimmy Walker on our team. This is one understated man we're talking to, Alan Kaufman. Okay, Webb Simpson had phenomenal career, and then in 2019 at the Rocket Mortgage Pro Am, you get paired up with Max Homa. Did you give him any tips? You know, you, you, from the Blues, you're a 20. What did he say hey. about your game? Uh, I played much better with him. <laughs> uh, so, so Max was a great guy. We, uh, Danny and I, uh, played in, 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 in it was a, there was five people and it wasn't a foursome. And, and we enjoyed playing with him. He uh, told us a little bit about his background, and uh, it was just extremely enjoyable to play with. We played with Jimmy Walker before that, and. Uh, we said this this would be a great guy for us because he would appeal to a lot of people, uh, and uh, soon thereafter we we signed him up, and the soon thereafter he started winning uh, tournaments. In the 2022 FedEx Tour Championship, he tied for fifth with Justin Thomas. Then he won a tournament where he chipped in on 18. But the Presidents Cup in 2022, he was 4-0-0, phenomenal, and he beat that Tom Kim the last day. He was three down with about like six, seven holes to go and he beat the kid. Uh, can you pick the ponies like you can pick these golfers? I'm going to try now. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. Okay. All right. Then Jody says, Pa, we got to have a lady golfer. So you choose Sophia Schubert. Right. Uh, well, more than 50% of the people that work for us are, <clears throat> are women. And a certain a significant portion of the people that are making decision today decisions on insurance are women, uh, leading companies or divisions of companies. Uh, so it made sense for us to bring a woman on board, and we searched and um, diligently to, to pick the right person. We're talking to Alan Kaufman. In the Kaufman household, 100% of the decisions are made by a woman named Sue. Kaufman. All right. You're the quiet philanthropist, the two of you. Um, Can we highlight three causes? Number one, the Detroit Symphony. 
the Detroit Symphony is a, a recent um, endeavor, relatively speaking. And I got more involved with the symphony uh, because my son, that I'm proud to say, is on the board. And uh, I, I've recognized the, uh, I've always recognized the importance of the, the symphony. In fact, going back to my uh, my late 20s, I had season tickets to the symphony. So I've always enjoyed the symphony. I, I studied piano when I was younger. So the symphony was important to me, but I didn't take a big interest uh, to the extent of giving until my son was on the board. And then I uh, stepped up a little. All right. Second, Hillel, H-I-L-L-E-L, day school. Right. So my uh, children went to the Hillel Day School uh, and found it to be a great school. And with my father, we set up uh, the Kaufman Athletic Fund and Endowment Fund for uh, the athletic department at the school and built it up to a significant uh, athletic department at the school. Very proud of the success of the athletic department there. And uh, now that I have grandchildren there, I've taken even a bigger interest. Uh, and uh, recently uh, uh, recently started um, building uh, an outdoor sports sports court and uh, soccer field, etc. We're talking to an old high school quarterback here, Alan Kaufman. If you want to learn more, www.burnsandwilcox.com. All right, one more cause, Tamarack Camp. Right. Uh, I think that camping, the camping experience is very important for, uh, for children. It was important to me. Uh, it certainly um, gave me uh, an experience that, and will give other children, gives other children an experience of being outside the, the, the sidewalks and, uh, and even the suburbia. Gives them, a, gives them time to reflect, be away from their parents and cell phones and computers today. So I've uh, taken an interest in, in helping camps. Uh, Tamarack is, is one of them, camps that I've uh, helped support and uh, have built a building at the camp and done other things to support the uh, camping experience. Seven years ago, you and Sue gave a major gift to the Eli Broad College of Business at Michigan State University to establish the Allen and Sue E. Kaufman Endowed Professorship in Insurance and Risk Management. Allen, another thing about the Jewish community is it's expected you give back. It's just part of being part of the community. How does that come to be? Uh, it's... Um probably it's it's 5800 years old i mean that's uh, i think part part of uh we're we're taught to to give to charity that's just part of the fabric that's woven through history and it's something that's passed on from generation to generation uh i can't say everybody gives to the same extent based on the capabilities, but it's, it's something that we we want to do, we enjoy doing, um, we find a lot of pleasure in giving, as I do. Back in 1969, there was an award started for Eagle Scouts alumni in Michigan with some senators, 
very successful people. And in 2020, you were awarded. What was that night like for you? Well, it was it was uh, something I didn't expect, and uh, to receive the award was uh, a, a great accomplishment. In, this, in a sense that, you know, I was an Eagle Boy Scout, but I didn't expect to receive an award like this. Uh, and the, the night was uh, kind of brought back memories of uh, what I did, what I achieved in scouting, and why I became an Eagle Boy Scout, and what I've done since. I think that was just part of the uh, the path, the, the long journey of uh, of. of of giving it was because you don't become an eagle boy scout for the sake of because it's only for you it's it, it also reflects on what you what you do for people ellen kaufman thank you for all the giving you and sue do you are a mensch thank you please join us next saturday until then i'm jack Crisula. thanks for listening and make it a great week because with god anything is possible spawn believe in yourself